like the sound of that. Ooh, that was good. You like the That's sound good. of that. Good. I like this. Keith, what song is that? This, I don't, is it, is it untitled? I don't know, is, Pers- is the theme song for Persona that's 5? The, that's the opening song from Persona 5. Is that what 5? it's called, the opening song? Hey guys, that's Keith and this is Jesse and you're listening to New Players Join a podcast about the video games people love and why they love them and we're finally diving into Persona 5 today. You're like, are they going to talk about that one boss? Are they going to talk about that one thing? Yes. I mean, eventually, yes. eventually, yes. but today yes. is part one of a long series and if you're like only 10 hours into the game, don't worry, we're not going to spoil anything. No, I won't. Because we're won't. going through this piece by piece. It's going to be a good time. We go through everything that we can in the shortest amount of time that we can. We get some games in there. Uh, let's just jump in. This is New Players Join. We're off. We're, we're here. We're, we're oh on. my god! Here we we're are. We're doing it. We're doing it. The episode's we're, happening today. Okay. It's happening. Everyone, shut up. Everyone, stop talking. Shut up. Stop talking. Tell your boss to shut up. That's a good uh, piece of advice in general. Yeah. That doesn't have to be about right now. Just tell them to shut. Every up. once in a while, you should tell your boss to shut up because they don't have any real power. They really don't. They're gonna go to their boss and be like, "Barry told me to shut up," and their boss is gonna laugh. Yeah. And laugh. And, and their boss is gonna be like. Did you fire Barry? Well, no. And then their, <laughs> and their boss is going to be like, you know what? Shut up. Shut up, Barry. Shut Let's up, keep Barry. Keep this going. <laughs> Everybody's Barry. Everybody who's not me is Barry. You yeah, hear that? Exactly. A bunch of Barrys out there. Barrys out there. Do we, do we want to talk at all? about anything that we're playing that isn't the game that we're talking about no, today. No, let's talk about the game. Well, let's then, talk about fuck the, it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's jump in. Let's hey, jump everybody. In. Welcome to New Players. Join a podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. And today, we are talking about a game that <laughs> I love. I have put in 100 hours of this game, probably. I have put in 340. And <laughs> I haven't beaten it, and I've played 100 hours of this game. I have now beaten this game four times. Yeah. I every playthrough, I still find new things that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. It is a crazy, crazy game. What, what are we? What are we doing, Keith? What game are we talking about today? I don't know, Jesse. What game are we talking about today? You played this Keith, way more than I have. <laughs> We're finally talking about Persona Five. So this game, uh, if you guys are wondering, how are they going to do this? How? How it's are they? It's a big game. How are they going to do this? It's you know when they did Final Fantasy hold, Seven. Hold on, I'm doing my persons in a oh, well. Dude, like, I want to. Gonna do about this podcast going forward? It's a deep well. What are we gonna do? What are we, <laughs> what are we gonna do about this? He's uh, gonna keep doing the quiet. Uh, we so. don't know. This game is a hundred hours minimum. 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 It's a hundred hours. So, how the hell are you gonna talk about a hundred hour game in a podcast? So, this is. We're calling this edition Persona 5's Final Fantasy VII Remake Edition. Yeah, part where we're one. just we're just kind of vaguely telling you what the plan is, and then we're gonna make you all wait ten years before yeah. we release the second. Exactly, one. exactly. And we're go. changing the entire changing- plot, so <laughs> it'll be a complete clusterfuck. But we'll get a bunch of money out of it to stay alive for at least the next three years. So Jesse, explain mm-hmm. to people the opening before we get to the game. Explain mm-hmm. to people the opening of what's happening. Just like the 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 sequence because this game because. If you pitch the game to people, as in you are a kid who goes to school in Japan mm-hmm. and fights monsters or whatever, fine. But what's the what? How does the game open? How do 
fuck? What is the He's first played thing? this game for we got the episode's done. Episode's it's over. over. I asked him what happens at the beginning and he's like, "Don't ask me that." Well, it, they don't show it's they show him coming to school for the first time. It's you get attacked by the cops. Remember you're in the casino well, yeah, yeah. and like so oh, like yeah. okay, so, yep. I got like, you. I got you. Okay. As in like what is going on? Yes. Who are all these people? Why does it look this way? So the the first thing that happens in the game is you are just like in a casino running away from normal looking people and you're this super slick uh you're you're like a Did you ever watch a Sailor Moon? Matrix. There's a tight the tuxedo guy from Sailor Moon. You look like that. Yeah, that with tuxedo, the mask on. I forget what his name. My sister my sister is screaming his name yeah. at her and cell again, phone or that, whatever it is. That's not because she's listening, listening no, to the podcast. No, she just is angry yeah, and needs to get it out of her she's system. Got she's, she's got, got issues. Got to work on. So you're this person. There are people talking to you in what you assume is a headset. You're not really, you can't really understand who they are. They don't tell you who they you're are. You're on a spec ops mission, but you, yes. you look like you're going to prom mm -hmm. and a sex orgy at the same time. Man, you fight ghouls. <laughs> well, okay, if, if your prom wasn't a sex orgy, Okay, but is his down. mask not sex orgy? His mask, all of their masks are, are sex, sex orgy. orgy. Okay, and all cool. of their They're clothing are sex, sex or orgy. Cool. Everybody's clothing is sex orgy. Everybody's. Even Morgana with his little handkerchief. Is sex, sex orgy. orgy. So you are running around. Cops are looking for you, mm -hmm. specifically you. You've got a briefcase, and you are like, I'm out of this building. But before you... Oh, sorry. I jumped ahead. Before that happens, you see a cop. The cop turns into this monster shadow figure. You rip the cop's mask off, and then you fight this crazy fucking monster. And you're like, I'll use my crazy fucking monster to fight yours. And then they're like, no explanation. But you Get have a gun it. and a knife. But but I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I skipped ahead. I skipped you brought ahead. a gun and a I knife. I skipped ahead, guys. I apologize. What is the first thing you do in this game? Uh, you sign up to be a member of the thieves guild. What is the before the game starts? What do you have to do before the game starts? Mm -hmm. What does the game make you do? Write down your name. You have to sign a contract. Yes. Before there's a yes or no. Answer. You get to, you are you get going to say, to, I don't want to play this you, game. Yeah, you, it goes, this is going to end terribly for you. Do you want to continue? You are signing a contract. Yeah. You, yes or no. If you say no, it brings you back to the beginning of the game. Yeah. The beginning of the game <laughs> is you sign a contract by some dude who like has the lowest vo It's a monster, but he's not a monster. Oh, yeah. And we get, we'll get to him. We'll get to we'll him. We'll get to him. But you I'm have just, to sign this I'm contract. just trying to point yeah. this out that this game is weird as shit. Oh, and absolutely. To, and to get the ball rolling takes like 10 hours? Yeah. 10 hours. To get the ball My favorite rolling. types of games are, and any media in general, are ones where they just plop you down in the middle of the world and they right. go, deal with it. Mad Max did it. This does it. I loves it. Devs did it. That was a cool one recently. Anything that does that, I'm way fucking into. So you're this guy Joker and you, you're this guy who's going to prom sex orgy with a mask and you're at a casino. casino. And you're running away... And you're trying to get away from the cops, and the cops are looking the for the shadow monster. Cops. The shadow monster. Don't you guys get it? I hate this. <laughs> I hate that no one understands. Uh, and what it is is you're escaping from the cops, and everyone's like, "Look how cocky Joker is! Yeah. Oh man, he's jumping so out a window. So cool! It's like it is such an anime video game." In the terms of, there's like the reality world where everyone's clumsy and yeah. shitty, and then there's we're in our like superhero garb, yeah, our element world, and then it kind of blurs the lines at that part. At the very Does beginning, that, right? At the it blurs very the beginning, lines they too blur much. The, and you don't know it's going to blur the lines. 
what happens is you jump through this huge plate glass window. It would kill anyone. It would kill anyone. It would kill anyone. <laughs> but you do like 17 somersaults and land on the ground on your feet like a fucking superhero. And then you're swarmed by hundreds of cops. Hundreds. Who knock you unconscious, arrest you, and then they interrogate you, pump you full of drugs, make you sign another contract. And you're like, yeah, this sounds like a cop. And it didn't point out to me that it's in Japan, so nobody has guns. They're just there to beat the shit out of you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you get caught. You get brought to the police station. And it's very clear that you're basically a terrorist or something of note. You're the FBI's most wanted, yeah. whatever the FBI equivalent of Japan is. I don't know it. And here they are don't ask me. you. Um, they're intimidating you. They give you a truth serum. And a woman shows up. And she goes, let me talk to him. This is my, my this, investigation. This is my investigation. And all the men, this is, the, this is going to be a very common theme yeah. with this game. It's very misogynistic. It's, it's very sexist. And not it trying is. to find, it needs to be taught sexism instead of outwardly. Is it, do you I'm going to I'm trying I'm gonna put this out here for everything we talk about that we love in Persona 5. Take it with a grain of salt because it's a game that highly sexualizes a lot of its female characters. Yes. And anime does. Yeah. Anime culture. And, and, it, and so it's yeah. a lot of it's not just black and white. It's like yeah. there's all these different variables. But it's and obviously to it. when it happens in the game, we're like, this is gross. We don't like this. We don't think this is good for anybody. So when it shows up, I don't want you to be like, Keith's cheering on the 16-year-old fucking all these people. I just, we just want to get that out there because there's a lot of things in the game that are like, that's not cool, there's, but we're going to talk there's about There's a lot of amazing things in the game, and then there's just this one through line. But I'm, I'm okay. So. I'm going to talk in concrete terms for just like a minute here, right? Okay. Okay. You're being interrogated. There's a woman who's like, that's my, that's my investigation. I'm going to interrogate him. She sits down, and now you have this skeletal structure of what will become the rest of the game where this woman is interrogating you and she's like, tell me everything. And as that happens, this little blue butterfly that apparently only you can see flaps in front of you and is like, this is an unjust game, but you have to win. This is your last hope. And then we cut to the story. So here's the story as we know it. So they're Quentin Tarantino-ing it. Yes. As in something, we're all at the diner. Yeah. We're going to tell this story, but we're not, all at the diner. Not in chronological order. No, we're all so, at the diner. So, in chronological order. So the game starts off with showing you, basically, is it just land you there? Or does the story come up first if you attack the guy? Uh, they, they show you in... Uh, in flashes, right? In flashes. In flashes. They, they show this kid... Joker shows up in the subway. Yeah, that's who is who is like. your character, and they show him going to school at, at some school, and then he has these flashes back to his old life. And what we find out is that there was some man who was assaulting a woman who was who was trying to sexually assault a woman. Guy Fieri without hair. Yeah, that's a good. Well, uh, he's you know Guy he, Fieri's great. It meant just the visual. <laughs> put, put your, whatever you think the gross thing about Guy Fieri is, and what that's not probably the reality anymore, sadly. We all don't get to make fun of Guy Fieri as much as we want to anymore. <laughs> and it sucks. Because <laughs> so far, compared to everybody else he's who's like famous, a, he's, he's a doing great, great human he's doing being. Great. He's a terrific human being. Uh, <laughs> but uh, politician, and this is what happens with the culture and with the games, and kind of what makes it confusing is you witness a man trying to rape a woman. Yeah, and you... You go, you grab him off of her. He falls to the ground. He calls the police on you. He's somebody who's powerful. So he says, you assaulted him. You get 
thrown in juvenile whatever. So you're now on probation, and so now you're in this new city starting a new life at this new school, and nobody knows you, and everybody thinks you're a problem child. And that's where we pick up, is you are at a school. You now have this guy named Sojuro who you, is going to take care of you. And before we get to that, mm-hmm. what makes this game so beautiful, makes it so, I don't like... Heartwarming is it takes place in Tokyo, Japan, yeah. and does such a great, great way of showing off Tokyo. It, everybody um, I've talked to who's been to to Tokyo, those are real places. Escape, is just like it's like I can't wait to get to there, and then when it pops on the map, they're like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah I finally get to go to. It's all Shibuya. really in the place, and actually in the game, they had to make up a name for where you are stationed, yeah, because. That place, the coffee shops, mm-hmm. all those things exist. Yeah. They're real. The streets are real. Even the people from Made Persona 5 are like, don't go there. Quit bothering the locals. We didn't <laughs> want you to know where it was. We just wanted to have like yeah, a, this is a what spot. You, this, we just wanted a spot, basically. So quit all of that aside. Just put, just table that for a second because that's how the game is structured. So here's the elevator pitch. Because it basically what, just leaves you alone yeah. to be like, go find the coffee shop. And go find this person. Here's the elevator pitch of what the game is as it sets out at the beginning. You're a kid, you're on probation, you're in a new part of town, you just got to go to school and have a normal life. And that's what the game presents itself to you as. Just like, ignore everything you just saw. Just be a fucking high schooler. Right. And so that's what you have to do for the first part of this game, is just go to school, meet your new uh, your new legal guardian, get set up in the roof of his, or in the, the attic of his coffee shop. He's a dick to you. He seems like he's kind of rough around the edges. The first 10 hours of this game is just exposition. Yes. It's really hard to get through if you're me. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing, because when I, when I first played it, I didn't notice. I, there's one sentence. There's one moment of exposition. Where right. It's just like exposition. Mm-hmm. And it's Sojiro being like, so let me get the gist of it. You knock, You like got in a fight with some powerful guy and you got a probation. You got sent here and now you got to be clean for a year so that everybody gets off your case. It's it like, like a, that's it. There's a weird moment where he's like, you tried to stop a guy from doing a horrible thing. Exactly. You're an asshole. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff in this game because it takes place in Japan, and we're used to games taking place in fantasy locations, sci-fi locations, or America, or some Americanized version of a different country, right? Well, yeah, there's there's this game in terms of Japanese games, right? So Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, they take you away from the actual facts and terms mm-hmm. and stuff. I still don't know Japanese terminology yeah. <laughs> when they say son or something. I get this probably supposed to be a mister or something or a title. But like oh, I, yeah. Like, like the I still, that's what we're trying to point out. Like yeah. this game is an anime basically. Yeah, it's it's a Japan-based centric game. And it's very fun to to play and to watch as a result. Um, so yeah, you're you're just going to school. And things to notice off the bat, because when I started playing this, I was like, fuck, this game is vibrant. Like, the colors are bright, everything's moving. At any point, you can just take the controller, put it down, and just look at the art on the screen, because at least three things are actively moving. It's a Even 2D, in the pause screen. It's a 2D, 3D game. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's cel-shaded. It's half the size of, like, any regular game. I think it's only, like, 25 gigabytes yeah. or something like that, because there are lots of games like this because it's essentially a simulator with RPG elements to it Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of Japanese games like this where you go to school, you have conversations, you can play them online and stuff like that. A lot of them turn into dating simulators which make it really creepy Mm -hmm. and I want to point out 
that's kind of that's kind of how this that's goes. Kind too. of the addiction. <laughs> that's kind of the addiction to this is, can I get laid? <laughs> is it not? I mean, it's not it, the addiction, it, but it's it definitely is, part it, of the it, game. It is like that. The point of the game for all, and we'll get to it. All the people you're with, you become such good friends with them that you have an option to have sex with them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just trying to point out that there, there's elements like this game, but what makes Persona Five so interesting is they took a bunch of elements and yeah. like perfected them they they were like here's a game where you could play any mini game in it that you wanted and yeah. also play like a full it's, rpg it's a simulator it is a pokemon game yeah it is an regular rpg like final fantasy 7 it is a sims game of yeah. i can just go play baseball like it i is, can make everything look nice i can drop anything that's going on in the game and just go get some food mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and then i can bump up my stats that right. way so you're Joker, and whatever you name your character, uh, because they give you the option at the beginning. The silent protagonist. Yeah, you're the silent protagonist in the game. And you go to school, and on your first or second day, whatever it is, you go in, you're heading in, and you see this, uh, this blonde girl, like this, this very clearly American girl next to you. I love that. And it's I, so funny. It's, I love... It's, I, want, I want to talk about this. Why... Is because it's sold to Americans how mm -hmm. anime characters look white. Yeah. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, they're whitewashed. So, like, it's like a weird, like, why is this blonde woman in the middle of yeah, I Tokyo? Mean, go go and look at the original Final Fantasy X characters because they're Japanese. And then yeah. for the North American market, they made them American. Okay. So, uh, it's like there weren't they. So, there is kind of the self awareness of we are going to Americanize some of these characters. Yeah. Which I, um, wish they didn't yeah me neither that's why i'm just like <laughs> yeah. I'm like who's this blonde like it's clearly like don't you want to date this girl like that's how that's they, how they set her that's up that's how right they the set her up basically yeah. uh but that's on and on is just standing at the side of the road when some older guy pulls up in a car and it's raining he's like hey it's raining do you want to ride to school my older guy jesse means my age yeah his our, age. Age. I, our age they're uh, high school they're all 16 yeah they're high schoolers so it's immediately creepy if you're 30 something and you're picking up teenagers unless you're like everybody get in the back no one talk i'm just gonna <laughs> say if you're not a teenager and you're trying to pick up a teenager no 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 it's if it was raining super hard and you're that teacher everyone likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's then like fine. A, but get in the car, but don't talk to me. Sit in the back seat. But you can tell <laughs> about this game the fact that a 35-year-old man mm -hmm. picks up a blonde girl and is like, want to get in my car? It should already gross. be like creepy, and this yeah. is gross. She does. He drives off. Another dude runs up to you and calls the, the teacher who just pulled up a pervert. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know anything about that guy, whatever's going on. He says his name. He's like, I think he's fucking king of the castle, whatever. And then you start following this guy to school. And you're like, all right, I'm just going to go to my first day he's of school. He's clearly the punk rocker. Oh, yeah. He clearly this is, hates school. This is Ryuji. Yeah. And Ryuji is like bleach blonde hair. He's Again, wearing blonde. the school jacket. But he's uh, but he's also wearing like a punk shirt. He's got his suspenders down. He, he has like a ska vibe to him which I dig, and he stands in a way where he's just, like, hunched over, and you can tell he does not like authority. He doesn't like authority. Sojiro, um, who you meet at the beginning, he's, he's your he's your uh, your legal guardian. You're your guardian who is a stranger. Yes. He's just a stranger, yeah. and he belittles you, makes you feel bad, and there's this vibe about him that's like, oh, something's going on with you. Yeah. He 
makes like the best curry in Tokyo, but nobody knows <laughs> who he is. Yeah. Basically, he teaches you lots of things. So lots of characters in this game are you need to develop a relationship yeah. with them. You need to hang out with them. So you don't, everything you don't becomes personal. Yet, though. What you don't know any of that. You just know that this guy makes bomb ass curry. Yeah, because he makes it for you in the morning. Yeah, the first day. He's like, here, have some curry. You're like, for breakfast. He's like, just eat it. And you're like, this is the best thing I've ever had. And he's like, I don't care. Get out of my shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you follow Ryuji, you go to the school, but where the school was, there's now just a castle. Yeah, your you, cell phone keeps hitting you up, being oh, yeah. like, hey, join this app. You got to get this app, bro. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, nah. Hey, bro, it's probably a dating app. Hey, bro, app. if you press this app, you won't have hallucinations anymore, bro. Come on, bro. Press on, bro. this app, bro. And you keep deleting this app, essentially, that's just like the metaverse app. Yeah. And eventually, what happens is if you get into a palace, which they find out accidentally, is if you say a word, it'll bring you to the metaverse. I feel like we're going so fast. I know. So. This, uh, guys, we are five minutes into Persona 5. <laughs> <laughs> the game, okay, so the idea of the game that you come to find, you go in this castle, you run into that teacher, but he's like in a cape with a speedo and a crown. He's the king of the castle. And he wants to kill you, and you escape. It's which, clearly cartoony and yeah. weird, and something's going on. And what you come to figure out, and it's explained to you uh, over the course of however many hours, but here's here's the, the crux of the game. People have desires. And when those desires become distorted, when people become too greedy, when people become just too evil or sinister in any way, they basically undergo a psychological change where they see everything in the world around them as their desire. So this narcissism. Yeah. So this first guy is like, this high school is my castle. I'm the king. And so he treats everybody as such, where they're his subjects and he can do no wrong to them, whatever. And you know the vibe of, does this guy fuck kids? And immediately when you see him in his narcissism state, you're like, this guy absolutely Absolutely, fucks kids. And so the game becomes about, okay... We have to go into these cognitive worlds, these palaces, and we have to fight these people there so that they will change in the real world so that we can right society's wrongs that way. That's the overarching, like, here's what the goal of the game is going to be. You don't, like, you slowly unravel this information over the course of hours. It takes a while. You also slowly unravel the information that the way to increase your powers is to get to know the people you're fighting with. So you meet Ryuji... The first thing you want to do when you're not fighting is hang out with Ryuji and get to know his backstory because every character you meet in this game has an involved backstory. You just date that makes people. Them, yeah, you just date people. That's when it be, that's when it gets murky. That's, hanging that's out, what it is. dating. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's got this got this past that's, that makes you empathize with them and brings you closer to them. And the more you understand them, the closer you get with them, the more they uh, they open up to you. The more powerful you become with them in battle, the stronger they become. And the more your personas increase in power, and here's where we get to the to the title of the game. So a persona is described as your rebellious spirit taking physical form so that you can fight with it. And these are the kind of monster Pokemon things that Keith was talking about earlier. Everybody that you fight with in the game has a persona. Your character, Joker, can hold as many personas as he wants. He's a special case. Nobody's ever seen this. So... In that, in that way, you've got the Pokemon game on top of the simulator, of the like the lifestyle sim game of getting all your confidant levels up on top of the RPG of going into these palaces also, does to your fight things. Pokemon game make your Pokemon fuck each other to see which Pokemon they end up with. Well, this doesn't do that either. It kills them. It kill- <laughs> this game you can it fuse kills personas. Them to fuse them. You put them in a guillotine. So, and that brings us to the next thing. 
The so Velvet Room. The Velvet Room. So you're like, well, how do I have these powers? You go to sleep at night, you get transported to this room that's just like a prison. It's just a circular prison room. Uh, it's like a representation of your psyche. Yeah, it's supposed to be your innermost heart. And so you're a prisoner. <laughs> so you show up and you're like, why am I in a cage? And they're like, we don't fucking know. Why yeah. are you in a cage? And they're like, you're a prisoner of your own heart, you dumb shit. You got to break this shit. And you meet these two wardens, Caroline and Justine, these like 12-year-old girls who are viciously mean to you. This is, uh, in if, a way if, that, any, if anybody's ever seen that subreddit 15 or 30, that's how these girls feel. Like, they are way too is quick. Is that a subreddit? It's like when people, you can't tell if they're like old I get it. or young. I that's kind of how... They are. I've met people like this. Please. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. I, I I make the joke a lot. Thirty or eighty. Yeah, one of the just like these yeah. these tiny people are really mean. Yeah. and quick with the tongue. Yeah. sort of thing. And a baton. And a baton because uh, <laughs> they're cops. And then in the middle of the room is this guy Igor. This horseshoe balding looks like Rocky Horror Picture Show character with the giant nose, and he's the guy who has that deep monstrous voice, and he's like, hey. I'm Igor. I'm here helping with your rehabilitation. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how to strengthen personas. I'm gonna walk you through everything. Like you already got a social worker. You gotta deal with this shit yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just went to fucking uh, to, to juvie or whatever. Juvie all this shit. So all this shit is going down. You meet Ryuji, you're like, okay, something's weird with this teacher. I've got this velvet room power. You Ryuji, you also have this persona thing. We both just witnessed some crazy shit. This king guy in this world wants to kill us, and in the real world, he's just a piece of shit but who doesn't Nobody know would us. know that without... Morgana. 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 So while you are in this cognitive world and, and you're in this you, palace... How many times you go back? Three times? Like three times. And then you meet this fucking cat. You meet a cat. Again, the exposition is you go back to the palace three times yeah. before it's like, all right, now, like, it, Skyrim does this, and Persona does this, where it's like you gotta go down this long ass corridor yeah. before the game actually like opens up and starts opens up and starts happening. They've basically. got a lot of information. So to it's tell like you, you got to meet Morgana. She got to explain everything in the game. Morgana is a cat, and this cat thing is cute as hell. And she's basically the helper. She's Navi. Um, that's playable in video games. Basically, uh, as she will explain what the video game is, what the world is, what everything is. And be a side character yeah. while explaining her story. But so you meet this cat. This cat's like, I'm in the, I'm part of the cognitive world. I get what this is. I can teach you the ropes. And so he teaches you and Ryuji how to escape this castle. And then he's like, we can fight this guy. We can take him down. You're kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to like, I just want to live my life as, as somebody who goes to school here. But the more you exist in the real world in the school, the more you sh you see this this guy Komashita, the teacher, who is the who's the head He's volleyball coach, the fucking worst, the most evil. He's shitty, a piece of shit. Should clearly be fired. What what they come to realize is that so he's a, a former Olympic medalist, and now he's like volleyball. the pride of the school in volleyball, and he's the volleyball coach, and he physically and, em and emotionally abuses uh, his team, hits them, sexually harasses, maybe assaults them. Um, volleyball. I know. I I don't. Know, I don't. But, all right. Whatever. And you're like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. And when at some point you stand up to him, he threatens to expel you at the next meeting, at the next like teacher's meeting. Because what did he do? Uh, what did who do? Kamashita. Kamashita has been assaulting women and he forced... Okay. So that's so now why I know. He, that's, 
I know there's so much. Do you see so why I'm saying that like yeah. this episode these episodes are going to take a while yeah. before we can even really talk about what we love to about get the game. Through. I haven't gotten so, to my game yet. I know. <laughs> so we get to we get to on the the blonde girl who got in Komashita's car in that first day. And you find out that Komashita is trying to sleep with this girl. And Komashita is trying to fuck everything. He is, but he's very much like like hounding on to to come over and all this stuff. And on has a friend on the volleyball team, volleyball team whose name is Shiho. And if on doesn't sleep with Komashita, Shiho is going to be cut from the team. And that's like her scholarship. That's her future. That's everything. Well, this goes back to me bringing up Japanese culture. Yeah. There's a lot of overworked kids in Japanese culture. Yes. Like they just study, all study, day. Work, and that's study like, work. And if you don't do well in class, like you feel ashamed. It's like the worst thing it could fucking the way to you. We treat college sports is the way Japan treats college entrance exams. Yeah, it's like the most intense, mm-hmm. insane thing ever. So a lot of these kids in this game are like, I have to be studying all yeah. the fucking time. I can't make a fuss. Yeah. And so On's like, I gotta I gotta like hook up with this guy or else Shiho's gonna you know, go through hell. And Shiho just one day snaps and she goes up to the roof of the school and she jumps. And they're like, yo, this is Kamashita's fault. We know you've been hurting your students. And Kamashita's like, I'm going to tell everybody that you assaulted me, that you tried to hurt me, and I'm going to get you expelled. And, and they're going to believe me because you're on fucking parole. Hey, Ryuji, you were kicked off the track team for trying to hit me. Which was a lie. Mm-hmm. And on, nobody fucking is going to believe you. So this dude is just straight on like sociopath. Your options are kill me or hope I go away. Yep. <laughs> and so you're like, well, now we got to quote unquote steal this dude's heart. And so the idea is if you go into the cognitive world in this person's palace, the most, they have. What is what is with hearts and Japanese RPGs? Uh, Kingdom Hearts. What? It's Phantom like Thieves a, it's of hearts. like just heart. Like I don't. It's American it's, culture too. It's what does that mean? It's every every culture seems to be obsessed with art. I like a how soul. Many, they don't want to say soul, so they say heart. I yeah, I think they're just like. Is it compassion? Everything's kind of abstract in that sense. You know what I mean? Like if you're like steal somebody's soul, it's like what does that mean? All right, steal their heart. Well, it's at least an <laughs> organ we can. We, we can stole his to. heart. Yeah. yeah. You have to go into their cognitive world and steal like, their spleen. It's like as if. I'm on board with everything, the Pokemon, the costumes, yeah. crazy shit. When you talk about hard stuff, I'm like, you've, I've lo- like, you've right. lost me completely. You're getting close to religion, and I'm Yeah, out. very much so. <laughs> but the idea is every person has something at the core of their psychology that has caused their desires to become distorted. And you have to find that treasure and take it from them. And then in the real world, because that desire will cease to exist, they'll be forced to look at themselves and go, oh my God, this is who I've been. This is how I've acted. This is fucking horrible. I can't believe it. And then that's when they'll come clean in the real world. So in this case, what we're going to find out later on is that Komashita's treasure is his medal from the Olympics. And that he found value in himself for the first time ever when he won an Olympic medal. And that if you were to take that away from him, nobody would like him as much. And so he's like, I have to be this guy. I have to keep digging into I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. He's, he's kind of just like a deeply wounded narcissist, which is... They're all just narcissists. Yeah. That's, everything in this game is just you make a narcissist stop being a narcissist. Yeah. And the narcissist eventually just... Lead away.
But Jesse, before we jump into the details of the palace, I want to <laughs> jump into my game. Let's do it. How long have we been doing this? We've been doing this for half an hour. Okay. Perfect timing, okay, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. What do you got for me? So, as you know, everything in this game takes place in Tokyo, Japan. So I'm doing a game called Tokyo. Yep. Uh, where I'm going to ask you Tokyo questions specifically, and you got to tell me the answer. Uh, this is going to go very poorly. I think you might do decently well, and even if not, even if you do terribly, the fun thing is learning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the fun thing is learning. learning. Question That's the most narc thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> Question one, how many ramen shops are there in Tokyo? Joe. 18,000. Six to 10,000. Okay. At any point. Very close. Very good. Very impressive. I'm just trying to point out to people, every corner of my street has the same exact stores and shops. Yeah. And in Tokyo, there's, at any time, fucking six I, to 10,000 different ramen, ramen shops. I fucking love ramen. All uh, right. Question two, how much yen for $1? What's the conversion rate? Oh, I... 200? 106. Oh, okay. Okay. That's why it's like, when, when I start to play... Uh, persona, mm -hmm. it's all these things about Japanese culture that I'm like, oh, yeah. if I knew more about this, this would all connect to my yeah. brain more. So the elements of the JRPG things are like alien to me, but also on top of that, Japan is like alien to yeah, me. Yeah, like, exactly. It's I, foreign. I had That's to look all? up uh, super wards. You know what super wards are? No. So I want. I looked up their like whole government system, but mm -hmm. I'll get to that in a second. Who is Hakich ha Hachiko? Hachiko? Yeah. Uh, is he in the game? I think he might be in the game. Really? I think so. I it might be in my brain. This oh uh, is um is this the guy who popularized manga? This is a dog. Um <laughs> is a dog that waited for its owner for ten years after oh, the owner's yes. death. So there's a statue of him and that's where people go to meet their friends. I was way off. I was way off. I, but I think it's in the... I might be wrong. I thought it was in the game where it's like it they might show be. a dog for a split second. This is again, I don't know. One of those it's 100 hours long. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much. Uh, question four. How long is the Tokyo subway system? How Like how many miles? Yeah, or you can go, yeah, you can go miles. Oh, yeah, because they have any kilometers. Um, okay, I'm going to say 1,200 miles. 200 miles. That's it. That's it. Okay. The New York City subway system is bigger and has more lines and things like that. But we, I bring this up because uh, it takes place in... Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of it right now. In what? Um, where all the people are walking. Oh, in Shibuya Square. Shibuya. Uh, question five. What's the difference between Indian curry and Japanese curry? I... God, I have... Uh... I have no fucking clue. Japanese curry is way sweeter. They use carrots and apples. I was going to say they probably use fruit in Japanese curry. So a lot of curry, because uh, this is in the game, is like, I've never had Japanese curry. And when I had it for the first mm -hmm. time, it was like eye-opening. Because yeah. I'd only had curry that was like super hot or yeah. super something. And the fact that they're, it's like chicken katsu, or you can get pork katsu, which is just fried pork or fried chicken mm -hmm. with rice and salad with Thousand Island dressing on the side. And it's... The best. Yeah, um, question like six. What is morning service in Japan? Morning service? Mm -hmm. It's different than here. What's, what is morning service here? I was thinking about churches and shit. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't know. What's morning service? No, I don't know. They take coffee very seriously in mm -hmm. Japan, and a lot of coffee shops in the morning, I think it's till 11 a.m., they just give you a free egg or free something along with your coffee. Oh, that's wonderful. 
Yeah, it's like the most beautiful. Like I had never heard of that, and I had to look I it up. And that. like, yeah, a lot of Japanese shops do this. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Uh, question, whatever. If people are still paying attention, how many people live in Tokyo? Twelve million. Thirty-six million. What? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That really dwarfs New York. Was it 16 million? 17 million? Like nine. In the city? In New York. In Manhattan? Does that not include the boroughs and I shit think like in, that? I think all total. Oh, yeah, you're right. Eight point million. Yeah. Damn. I think it's like Damn. nine million by now. Damn. Yeah. Wow. It's and, <laughs> and I'm on point to tell people that Japanese <laughs> cities are very clean comparatively to yeah. like America. Uh, four times the size of New York. Uh, Fuck. Next, next question. What is Ginza? Uh, oh. I don't know. There was actually a Japanese restaurant in Boston named Ginza uh, that I would go to, but I don't know what Ginza is. It is the premier shopping center in Tokyo. And I okay. think Ginza is a place you can go. I'm into. sure Because uh, people aren't aware, uh, what makes Persona 5 so much fun is the freedom mm-hmm. and the subway system. You literally use the Tokyo subway system to get around in the game and yeah. stuff like that. So all these have to coincide with it. Uh, Shibuya Crossing has how many people per crosswalk at peak hours? How many people per crosswalk? How many people are going across the crosswalk? For like in an hour? No, just like right At now. Like walk, stop. Very close. One thousand. Yeah. Okay. Every single time. Shit. So in Shibuya is like the first place you go to in Persona Five. It's yeah. It's one of the first places. Um, and you guys have probably seen it. There's like thousands of people going down a crosswalk, and that's literally what it is. There's that's that many insane. people packed on top of each other. But Shibuya is a special ward. What I found out is how much uh, the government has changed, obviously, through Japan through the years of being a dynasty to being what it is now. Um, watching how like certain cities, like a special ward is Shibuya. Mm-hmm. So it's like that means there's certain areas where it's like this is a village or a town where it's like... Like a ward is like there's a mayor. It's like he's this is the mayor of Times Square. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have your own government for this thing. You have your own government for this side, and they represent who you are and things like That's that. So interesting. And like not understanding the sh- the mayor we see in Shibuya. Mm-hmm. He's running for mayor. Wait, isn't there a politician running for like for policy or something he's, in, in he's Shibuya? R- he's running to be in the diet. He's gonna be on the diet. Okay, but in terms of just like every little area that I'm finding out in Japan has their own. You, you thing know going on this there's a, like three layers of government for this them. was the thing that that really interested me because uh if you're in new york city and you want to meet somebody what do you like you're in manhattan you want to meet somebody somewhere what do you say what do you mean like if you want to meet somebody in midtown where are you going to tell them to meet you 30th and 8th oh 40th yeah. and 6th you go and tell them to go to some famous place yeah. i assume go to the go to the street corner go to this street corner go to this street corner i wouldn't tell you to go to times square no. i would tell you that if i hated you if i hated you i'd say yeah i meet you in times square and i'd hang up and never meet you <laughs> <laughs> but uh apparently the japanese thing is that the streets aren't named the blocks themselves are named oh cool and so you're like i'm at the southeast quadrant of like 13 and like that's dope. It's it's just like a negative versus positive space thing that I never realized was possible. But yeah, man, I want to I want to go see the Japanese arcades now because I wonder how much dust. And they probably it's like peak as nice as it possibly could be mm-hmm. or whatever. But knowing arcades in America have dwindled so hard because I think at the peak we had like forty thousand. Yeah, and now we're down to eight thousand. 
which is about the same as Japan, but Japan takes their arcades way more fucking seriously. Mm -hmm. Like if you show me a Japanese arcade and show me an average American arcade, it'd be like they're not even yeah they're not the same kind of thing. the same. So now a lot of them are themed. They're like cyberpunk, and they just kind of like you can't have to do what barcade does. You have to yeah. like make like a bar first and then throw some fucking systems yeah and then here's a here's there. a fucking cabinet deal uh this has been tokyo 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 <laughs> okay so we get back into what's going on with this game because obviously at some point because on is so mad at komashita and she actually accidentally gets sucked into his palace with you and ryuji and morgana and they're essentially just temples they're palaces but they're like yeah, what every video, video game, game is it's like so dungeons. here's a puzzle here's that puzzle yeah come back in a day and talk about the preparation talk about hp talk about people getting tired yep mp talk about that or yeah there's sp and everything so in the game you uh so i'll get i'll get into on stuff and then that so on finally joins you and when you when Basically, your characters get personas when they're pushed to their brink. Yeah. It's that kind of X-Men, like, you're too stressed, something snaps, and you're like, fuck this, I'm fighting. Everybody hulks out. Yeah. So Ryuji hulks out, and he's all of a sudden dressed in, like, his uh, his sex orgy uh, Matrix gear, and we call him Skull. Yeah. It happens to On. She's all of a sudden dressed in red leather uh, like skin tight red For leather. Game fighting misogyny in the first palace. Exactly. It's like straight up. Like let's put her in a dominatrix. Exactly. Outfit. That's fucking red. Uh, so they fucking drop the ball on that one. Uh, but huge. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything about how they treat An's character in the game is sexist. Yeah, it's we're going to stop this man from raping her, but every single male character is going to ask her out. Yeah. Every single fucking every, one. They're going to like not just ask her out like harass her. Where's your boyfriend? What's yeah. up with you? What's your deal? It's so gross. Even the way that if she gets knocked down in battle is gross. They yeah, straight down just put her ass up. She literally in the just air. puts her ass up because she's going to have sex. That's yeah. how they have her it's laying down. It's not okay. <laughs> so we're pointing that out. You're pointing that out. Uh cuz that is our biggest criticism of this game. If they didn't do that, if they would just have her be like, uh, just have a normal outfit, you fight the way you always fought, because her story is really cool in this first palace. Uh, yeah, it's... You know you can make women sexy without going fucking overboard, right? Like, it's How about like, this? You know you can make a person sexy without making them just like... Uh, just a, uh, a object. fuck statue. Exactly, yeah. like an odd. Like there's a way yeah, that you, you can, can do it you can in talk a tasteful about way. Their personality, <laughs> like they're young. <laughs> you want to make Joker fuckable. You got to make Ryuji fuckable. Like you got it right. Yeah. But there's ways that's like, come on. It's when we play video games and they show what the male knight's wearing, and then they show what the female knight's wearing. And she's wearing a fucking bikini, basically. If, if they had made Ryuji dress the same uh, in the same template that they made Andres, yeah, he would have been in a fucking speedo with like his ass cheeks hanging. I would have loved that game if he's just like <laughs> hanging around and random dudes are like that mouth. All right, yeah, he's like what? Just, <laughs> if they're just gonna be gross Ooh. to every, they they drop the ball big time on that, but. You go into the palace. You've got Ryuji, Morgana, and On. They all meet each other. They're all like, okay, here's our deal. We're taking down Kamashita before he expels everybody, and we're going to change his heart. You go into the palace. You start fighting, and the fight's out because it's, it's, it's turn-based combat, but there's so many nuances to this, Yeah, and, and it becomes so fun over Before time. we jump into, again, this is what we're going to be doing the whole time when we talk about this game. Before you jump into the palace, per se... Um, it's timed. So in 15 days, mm -hmm. we are going to get expelled. Yes. So we have to do this within 15, within 15 days. days. Or the game's over. And what happens is if we continue 
through the palace, it's hard to get SP, MP. Which is their magic it's points. MP for people. Just like, and what happens is you can only use them a couple times. You have a gun. You can't have unlimited ammo. Yeah. So everything is like you are sacrificing something by your choice. It's all time management. The game is entirely time management. You can get some of your social stats up. There is proficiency, knowledge, charm, kindness, and guts. Complete freedom is mm-hmm. what this game is. Essentially, yeah. it's just like you can do now whatever you, you want. Can, you can go eat at a diner, and that might increase some of your stats. You can go hang out with a confidant, and that might increase your level of connection with them and make you stronger. You can go, and you can go into the palace, and you can grind, and that will make you physically Every- stronger. Day, it's this game goes by days, and every day is different. Mm-hmm. The game does such a great job of timing it out, bringing you to school, giving you your free time, uh, letting you figure out how to like go out to the city. Yep, really great job of expanding and putting you in charge. And until the first palace opens up, that's not that's officially when the game is like, yeah. this is you. This Find is new, your deal. new characters. Here's your deal. Here's how you do a palace. We'll yep. walk you through it. So what you find out is that you fight these other personas, these shadows. They all have weaknesses. So you have like a, a large a large range of spells that you can use, and every shadow is, is weak to one thing. If you knock them all down, you can talk to them. And when you talk to shadows, you can ask them for objects, for money, or you can ask them to become one of your personas. And when you do that, you then have to negotiate with them. And if they like your answers, then they'll join you. So that's how you do the kind of Pokemon collecting aspect of this. And as you collect them, you can use whatever magic they have to hit somebody else's weakness. You can, you know, pass around your move between uh, different people on your team so that you can knock everybody down in one fell swoop and then just attack them. It's it's this kind of like uh, turn-based role-playing strategy. So there's a lot going on with it that makes it feel not turn-based. It makes every battle feel like a puzzle. And it is way more engaging and much more fun than than your average RPG. Because it has the elements of fire, wind, water, all that bullshit, but also has like 10 more elements stacked on top of it. Mm -hmm. And then not knowing which Pokemon isn't ice- which is going to work. Like, which, which is, is going to... You have to test everything out and figure it out and yep. learn and things like that. And then whatever persona you have equipped to you, you take on their weakness so right. you can be knocked down with, with whatever spell. doesn't hold your hand because all the Pokemon games are like, I wonder what kind of Pokemon this is. What do you mean? The one that's on fire? Yeah, I'm trying to figure yeah, out what kind of element anything. that that, that nope. one is. Nope. Uh, and here's one of my favorite things about the game. All these personas have crazy fucking names. Before you catch them... They have crazier fucking names. So it'll be things like Distorted King of Desire, like Monolith of like of Fear Being, whatever. Crazy fucking names. And then you catch them. And the reason I bring this up is, Keith, it's time for a game that I made for you mm-hmm. called Name This Persona I Just Invented, where I'm going to describe to you a persona that exists, that could exist in a persona game. Sure. And you're going to make up a name for it. Got it. And... If you've never played Persona and you think that the things I'm describing are super fucking weird... Just put a perverted hinge on them, whatever it is. <laughs> These are weird things. You ready? Yes. Number one, a literal empty suit slowly pushing a voodoo doll into a meat grinder. <laughs> Tell me you couldn't see that as being an actual oh, Persona. man, that is, that is good. <laughs> that is good. A literal empty suit... Slowly pushing a voodoo doll what into is, a meat grinder. And some of the names are just like Pixie. What's those th- Those are the names after you get them. So you want me to do the before? It, it's, it's either or. 
the, the before ones are going to be longer. The ones after are going to be shorter. It's whatever you like. You go with. Uh, your cousin Ted. <laughs> He's going to hate that. Oh, man. Hates it. Number two, a half giraffe, half human mannequin wearing high heels on every one of its feet. <laughs> F.A.O. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm just picturing you fusing in that in the velvet room. Just like I am FAO Schwartz. <laughs> My feet hurt. Uh, number three: three children in one oversized T-shirt from an old Super Bowl, and one of them is holding a knife. Oh man! Three children in one oversized T-shirt from a Super Bowl, and one of them is holding a knife. I just they keep smiling. Just the uh, the third Olsen twin. <laughs> It's the only thing that could pop. Three? What are there famous triplets? Um, no, no, right? I don't. I can't think of any. I can't think of any. I can't think of any. So three kids. Sorry, there was a dead. There's a dead Olsen twin, and uh, we'll bring is there? Back. No, I'm just saying it for this one. There's a dead Olsen twin, and she's there with a the knife. There we go. I like that. Thank you. Okay. Number four: a meerkat poking its head out of a top hat with googly eyes on it that is holding a sign that simply reads "Yes." <laughs> Top hat has googly eyes. Meerkat's poking its head out of the top hat and holding a sign that says, yes, exclamation point. This, it's... And again, all of these could totally be in the game. Absolutely. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to figure out. And it's always going to be like something scary. Yeah. I don't know. This guy's the deck collector. <laughs> Hello! You lone shark. All right, number five. A horse that's just asleep, and every time you hit it, it gives you this look like, do I know you? <laughs> just a horse that's asleep. When you hit it, it just looks confused and a little bit aggravated. Is that like a normal name? It's got to have like a normal name. Maybe. It's probably just have a normal name. Like what? But it's like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, just Jeff. <laughs> he just does that. He doesn't do anything else. Jeff, when you negotiate with it, it's like, be my persona. And he's like, all right. All right. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, is that it? Was that, that the it? only option that's available? It's just, he's what? already like, he's already turning into the mask. He's like, shut up. Just, I want to go back you to sleep. You got a couch I got to crash on? No, never mind. No, How about no, you just no, stay no, here? No, 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 no. no. You you, it me. sounds you like you got a cra- couch. You got a Jeff now. <laughs> you got yourself a Jeff. Number, si- number six, two drunk men fighting over a wheel of cheese. One of them has, has a sash that reads mayor. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to shoot them. I'd be like, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> what is a name for both of them? Oh my god. Uh this is I don't even I don't even what is it? It's like it's like a term. It's like like a murder of rave of, of a murder of crows. crows. It's like this is what this is called. Oh, the collective noun? Yeah, like what's the collective noun of what is a, of what the mayor fighting? For a wheel of cheese uh, from another man. Is it just called, is it just Denzel Washington's American Crime? But when they turn into a shadow and yeah. they become a mask, mm-hmm. the wheel of cheese is just, it falls and it's left there. And you're like, that wasn't part of it? 
That was separate from the shadow? I wish that when you take those two and you take Jeff and you combine them together, you just make the two guys fighting for cheese again. It just doesn't go away. It's just constant. It's just they will... His sash just levels up. It goes from mayor to governor, (laughs) then to senator, then to president. And then after president, it's Miss America. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number seven. Yeah. A Russian nesting doll filled with geese that are filled with Russian Russian nesting dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Just a good Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number eight. A triangle in lingerie. (laughs) Ah, fuck. A triangle in lingerie? Wait, explain that one. Okay, so picture a triangle. Okay. Now picture it's wearing lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) Which way? Yeah, yeah, you get it. No. (laughs) Please kill me? Yeah. (laughs) What is this? Is your bra not keep falling off? Yep, that's correct. Okay. Number nine, a leaky faucet that keeps trying to tell you about Jesus. Oh, my God. Like it's got pamphlets. That is so funny because you don't hear anything for a little while. It's just quiet, and then you hear just like, "Was Lord Savior?" Just like very quick, <laughs> like into a plop, just drip, drip. Corinthians, will somebody <laughs> fix that? <laughs> I think will somebody fix that is the title. Yeah, will somebody fix that? All right, last one. Yeah. A woman inside of a spinning picture frame, and every time the frame stops spinning, it turns into a mirror with the lyrics from Closing Time written on the glass in lipstick. <laughs> Again, if you think that's super specific and weird, I invite you to look at the personas in this game. Uh, it's She's called what, but accusatory. <laughs> what? <laughs> this has been named this persona I just invented. Very good. Yeah, all the personas. What's the first one that pops in your head? Because it always sticks with me. Not the boss. There's one boss that sticks with me. We'll talk about it in a second. But what's the one character that sticks with you? The non-boss one yeah. is that fucking standing horse with yep. human hands. Yep. The most yep. relatable one is the weirdest so one weird. to us. It's just a horse standing on its back legs, but it has human, human hands, hands, and it's just like doing that weird finger yeah, motion. It's just like, it's like, I'm going to come tickle you. Yeah, it's kind of the so vibe. Uh, his, wrist, his wrists are purposefully weak. Yep. It's, it's very, it's so very weird. creepy. It's so fucking weird. So let's talk about the bosses. Yeah. <laughs> so let's palace. talk about the, the first mini boss. Okay. Because you you eventually, the whole this whole first palace is like, it's gross. There's misogyny everywhere. You find a hidden room with pictures of the girls on the volleyball team. You're like, this fucking sicko. So what it is and what a palace is, and we've kind of already harped on it, it's their imagination. Yeah. So when you go physically to the school, they aren't real, but you will see your classmates being abused, mm-hmm. have being slaves, yep. being murdered, yeah. and you just kind of like have to accept it because yeah. this is all part of this guy's imagination. It's like, not happening in the real world. Right. It's just inside his head. So, one of the bosses, you fight. And his name is the Distorted King of Desire. Distorted King of Desires. because This guy has sex with people. You fight the head of a penis. Now, picture all of the blob monsters from every Final Fantasy game that yes. just suck up physical damage yes. but are weak to magical damage. Right. It's that, but it's very clearly the head of a penis. And... It's coming. Well, that's what it they comes? yell. That's what they yell. 
Is there like? But the penis is coming. The penis is it? clearly yes. It has like it's white so residue gr- coming so gross. down it's it. It's so coming. Gross. You literally fight a penis. Yeah. This is the first. You guys still with us? If you haven't yeah. played this game yet, <laughs> you still with us? Are you like, why the fuck do they play? Why this? do you why? like this? Jesse played this four times. I know. I know. <laughs> and every time I get to the point, I shake my head and I go. Not not a high moment here. And to me, I'm like, this is the selling point of the game. <laughs> this is it. This is Keith, it. You this haven't it. gotten deep enough into the game to know this. Yeah. This is the second most disgusting penis boss you find. Uh, I know. I know. So for people who probably don't know my story about it, I've had to replay this game three times, and I haven't beaten it at all. Uh, meaning, first time I got it, I played like 70 hours, and then my system broke, mm-hmm. and then I played... 40 hours and then uh the file got corrupted so i'm clearly COVID happens i was gonna play it and then i realized that i'm way too fucking depressed yeah to force myself to play something if i've already like experienced like i'm forcing myself to beat it so i can play 20 hours of a game Mm -hmm. and that's a very weird very weird like place to be in yeah. I'll try to beat it by the time we end this show. But I might terms- just I might just fucking get you in my like in one of my games. I'll just you Google. Yeah. Me. I don't whatever. I want to skip past all the whatever. Yeah, I don't exactly. Need to. It's I try to replay it and ten hours is still fucking ten hours. Yeah. It's a lot of time. <laughs> it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. A hundred hours to play this fucking game. Yeah, so it's it's a big step. So back. I've it's- put in over a hundred hours. I've played the hell out of this game, but yeah. So, you know, we've talked about you know, uh, the fighting, the characters you meet a little bit. Uh, we've talked about the palace. When you when you finally get to the boss that is Kamashita, he's like this naked baby freak who's literally like using people. At, he's like eating he eats, women. He eats women to gain, to gain power. power. So what this game does and a lot of RPG elements do, which is like, we need to destroy this thing first. Yeah. Which is a lot of RPG games go hey, just survive this boss for the first couple waves, yeah. and then we'll give you the, the, actual, the fight. actual fight, basically. So it's like, okay, you need to get rid of his way to power up. You need to knock the crown off his head. You need to do all these things, but you beat this naked baby thing, and he goes back to his normal self, and he has a showdown with On where he's like, they're like, if you kill him in this cognitive world, he'll, he might die in real life. Right. We've we've stolen his heart. We've stolen his treasure. So he'll confess his sins. They have an awkward conversation, right? Which is like, I don't want to be a murderer. And when I was she, playing it, I was like, kill him. He's a fucking rapist. Yeah. So <laughs> on the person who has the most reason to be upset with this dude has the opportunity to kill him and basically threatens to kill him. It was just like, confess your fucking crimes. And so he's like, I will. And his cognition disappears and the palace starts collapsing and they escape. And now the palace is gone forever. And so you wait a few weeks to figure out, like, you know, for the for the deadline to, to, to finish. And you're doing stuff in the real world. You're doing all the, the normal stuff and getting your, your power up. And Kamashita shows up at the school, confesses all of his crimes in front of everybody. He's like, I'm suspending myself or I'm firing myself. And then he's like, never heard from again. So you take this dude down and you're like, oh, fuck we have the power to change people's hearts. While this is all going on, it's it depends on how many days it took you to defeat his heart because what happens is if it takes you two days, three days, four days, whatever, every day it's like, what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to yeah. get expelled? Like, you just don't know, you don't know what until the, the plot is, what comes. the story is. So this happens to us when we play it because we just want to get through the 
palace so mm-hmm. badly and beat it as quickly as possible yeah. so we can get back to normal shit, you end up getting pigeonholed a little bit in this game until it actually opens, opens, opens up. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you only get so many places to go. So many people to hang with at first. So it's like, oh, your only options. So yeah. they put like a baseball game in there. There's lots of mini games. Yep, there's, there's lots an, of different there's things There's arcades. There's books you can read. Uh, there are movie theaters. There are video games you can buy. You're literally just a teenager in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing your own thing. And that's when the game starts to open up from there, and you start to meet other people, new confidants, new people to join your crew. There's other palaces, et cetera, et cetera. But, Keith, we haven't even talked about the music. Yeah. And there's a bunch of... There, you've heard some of it playing at the beginning uh, of the episode, and I want to point out one song that pops up here, and it's the fucking chill rain song when you're just hanging out after school, and it's playing right now. This thing is so fucking relaxing. I would I would turn this game on, put the controller down, and just, like, veg out for, like, 20 minutes listening to this thing. And play. as the game continues on, I don't know where it is. There's a subtle point where the lyrics kick in. It's after Mementos. Is it just after Mementos? Mm-hmm. So, so you hear the Hammond organ right now, and at some point that becomes replaced with a vocalist. Which is a great feeling because you've been playing the game, there's been no vocals, and all of a sudden it just kicks in yeah. randomly, and you're like, oh, like this this yeah, song, this game, it's a great ambiance, everything. All of the art in this game is stunning. All of the sound design is stunning. All of the music is stunning. It really creates this incredible piece of art in video games. And yeah, the game is flawed, but it also is incredible. Keith. Yes. Before we get out of here, yes. I have a final five for you. Oh, wow. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. It's Persona Edition. Question one, what would your Persona look like? Oh, man, mine? Are we talking like Keith in L.A. or Keith um, all hand, all, you do whatever you want? You do whatever you want. Okay, yeah. So this guy has no teeth. He has mm-hmm. a hockey stick. He is behind me and... He he's just Gordy Howe. It's just, <laughs> it's it's, just it's Gordy just, Howe. If anyone, please Google Gordy Howe. Yeah, Google Gordy Howe without a shirt on. Um, if people don't know Gordy Howe is. His name is Mister Hockey. He was he played for the Detroit, Detroit Red Wings. I have a Detroit Red Wings shirt on right now. His are the only way you worked out in the fifties and forties and sixties was you were a farmer. That's yeah. it. That's that's it. This man's arms. And elbows were the scariest things. <laughs> it's almost—it's a known thing when you say Gordy to lift your elbow up because that's how much he elbowed people in the face. Jesus. He would make you lose your teeth if you got too close to yeah. him. Yeah. That's how crazy this person was. So I'm like, I just, I can do whatever. There's a crazy person. It's like Gordy. Gordy's, Gordy's just, just like, just, Gordy's like, why aren't you fighting them right now? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. you're right, they, Gordy. They try to hand your persona a helmet. He's like, nah. I don't need that. Yeah, there's the Gordie Howe hat trick, which is uh, a fight, a goal, and an assist. And that's nice. a Gordie Howe hat trick. And he's like never it. had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just too busy fighting. All right, number two. If you had to have one of the Persona 5 characters as a roommate, who would you pick? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tougher one. It can be people in your squad or just confidants. It doesn't matter. All right, here's here, I'm gonna go through my critiques of people. Okay, On isn't very intelligent. Nope. Um, Ryuji 
is two ADD for me. Yep. What's your face studies too much? Makoto. Makoto studies too much. The other dude gives me weird vibes. Yusuke. Yusuke, I wouldn't want to hang around in public. Yeah. Like him and I are friends. But you're just, like you're gonna you're gonna say some weird shit. You're just gonna say some weird shit. I'm gonna have to defend you. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, I don't understand why everyone's looking at me weird. I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like read the fucking room a little bit. Like yeah. that's you have no tact. But then the other ones just aren't. Again, in, it could be your confidants. It could be the doctor. Yeah. Doctor's cool as shit. The doctor's a badass. The doctor's a badass, does the right things, and is like a goth doctor who's yeah. just kind of like, whatever. She's punk rock. Yeah, I, I like, like that her. answer. Question three. If you had to listen to one song from Persona 5 once a day, what would it be? Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. That'd be my fucking alarm clock. Uh, yeah, that song. Gets I mean, me obviously, with the one you were talking about, Ephraim Mementos and the Rain song, that's great. But anytime I think of Persona, it's like that beginning bass line. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Doom, 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 it's doom, so fucking it's good. It's really good. Number four, Morgana is your pet cat. What do you name him to piss him off constantly? <laughs> oh, man. Did he have... He just hated being a cat. Yeah. Hated anything to do with being a cat. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm more powerful than this. He was very insecure. Mr. Mittens. Yeah. <laughs> but He's, I could never... I can only say it that yeah, way. you can never say Mr. Mittens. I've been murdered, Mr. Mittens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> He'll fucking kill you. And Keith, if you were to pick a non-English speaking country to live in, where would you go? I am... My brain is screaming Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm so American. I've been surrounded by weapons so much. Yeah. That scares me to want to live in Japan. Because there's none? Yes. <laughs> interesting. That is very interesting. Like, all the places I want to live are places I wouldn't want to live security-wise. Mm -hmm. Switzerland. Tokyo. Like, yeah. places that I'm like, the shit goes down. What are we doing? What? What are we doing? It's just so funny because they've been so safe. I know, but you're right next to North Korea. China's yeah. right there. They hate China. Hates Japan. Yeah, hates hates Japan. <laughs> and so there's this feeling of I would live in Japan immediately. But then I know the Japanese culture is you work like crazy. Yep. There's not very many young people there anymore. The old people outnumber the young people yeah. because people aren't having kids anymore. Because so they're working too much. I'm weighing all of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck it, Tokyo. <laughs> I would just go to Japan. Go like Japan. I was thinking France. I was thinking all these places where I'm like, God, all the food. Yeah. All the cool different shit. Like I was reading about how like, oh, I was reading about the special wards, how like there's wards in Tokyo and those are basically like centers of just like here, like uh, 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 Shibuya is a special ward. Yeah. And so like things like that where I'm like not realizing how different it is everywhere yeah. and not realizing, uh, I went in, I looked up uh, coffee because I was going to do a coffee question mm -hmm. for you, but I couldn't figure out what, because uh, who you're staying with, his big thing is he makes coffee and teaches you how to make the perfect cup right. of coffee. And so I looked up Japanese coffee, and it's crazy how they actually roast the beans, take it, and put it in a pot, they roast them, and then they take the beans, and they do like a science experiment where they like funnel all this hot water, and they go into this beaker, and it goes into a smaller beaker mm -hmm. and releases into it and all this crazy shit, and not understanding like... 
this is what Japanese culture is, is whatever you're doing, you take it very seriously. Yeah. You, you are, do it to the best of your ability. Like, we, if you haven't seen Hero Dreams of Sushi, it's like one of the first, that's the reason there's Chef's Table and all these food documentaries because of Hero Dreams of Sushi, talking about one man who's been making sushi the same exact way since he was a fucking kid, yeah. and it's the best thing in the world. And people are like, we all use the same ingredients, we all use the same shit, but for some reason, these people who are able to take their skill and take their craft and perfect it yeah. is fascinating. Like, I'm talking about ramen shops, all the shit. I go down the street, Starbucks, Trader Joe's, Target. All Starbucks, bullshit. Trader Joe's, Target's. Shitty food place, shitty food place, shitty food place. And knowing I will walk into some shop, more than likely some person will really care mm -hmm. about the food that they're making me and not some kid who's like, I just have to be here to make rent. Yes. And that is like the biggest difference to me in American culture and Japanese culture is... I care so much about the thing I I'm take pride doing. in my work. I take pride in myself, in my work, in my life. I don't want to be, I don't want my parents to be ashamed of me. Like all this sort of like, I really care. Yeah. I care about my fellow man. I care about wearing a mask. They were wearing masks before we were fucking wearing masks. Oh, yeah. Like this mentality of culture is great, but also knowing the negative sides too of old people outnumber yeah pros I, and cons pros and cons to like everything i love america i hate our government i love america yeah like i love it here i yeah. love the people i love i love making fun of cleveland for their sports teams <laughs> i love i love colorado's filled with stoners and skiers now right. like i love it i hate our government our, government our government's a, trash taking advantage of people yeah it's absolute horseshit because i wish we could take ideals from japan from europe from like these ideas of like you could like not hate what you do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> it's possible like 80 percent of us i feel like are doing shit we don't want to be doing yeah like a career or a job that we're like i'm doing we're it just to, trapped in it. to make the ends meet or make the ends game so i can go watch friends so my kid can go to school so blah 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 mm -hmm. and knowing like kids in japan are gonna be like no i'm gonna be a chef like my dad and i just know yeah. And that's, and I'm going to take pride in it. It's what I want to do. Exactly. And things like that. Hero Dreams of Sushi is literally like, my first son will take over the sushi restaurant, but my mm -hmm. other son has to go leave and make his own restaurant. And he does. And these guys are in their fucking 40s and they're still considered to be trainees. Dude, it's uh, the, the, the big reveal. Do you remember what the big reveal in that movie is? Is that Hero wasn't there. It was his son. His son got it's, the Michelin stars. So the Michelin goes in to be like, okay, are you still Hero's Dreams? Or is this still yeah. top notch? And like, yeah, this is still considered the best restaurant in the world. And what you find out is that his Hero wasn't there. It was his son the whole yeah. time. So he's finally made and it. And you're just like that feeling of like, that's so fucking beautiful yeah. like it's beautiful yeah. your job isn't a job it's like it's your life it's, it's a vocation yeah. of like this is my life and yeah. i love it yeah that's fucking awesome uh the correct answer is denmark but that's great <laughs> that's great it's like yeah it's do you know about denmark and sweden right what about them? all the young people leave yeah because there's nothing to do there denmark has uh was running an ad campaign telling people to go on vacation and have sex really they were they were like your mom wants grandkids. What? <laughs> and so they, they had an entire ad campaign that was called Do It For Your Mom. In Denmark. Come yeah. to Denmark and fuck here? There were, oh no, all the Denmark people like go abroad on vacation, encouraging oh. people to take vacations and go have and go 
get pregnant. Go get horny somewhere. Yeah. Go, Denmark's go not go doing it for you. Back. Go, go somewhere else. Go to France and bring the kid back. Well, I know that in Sweden, a lot of people even in Iceland, a lot of the youth population, they end up going to America or yeah. somewhere else, some European city to be like, there's people and there's stuff and yeah. culture. And it's really hard. It's hard. Yeah. All right. All right. That that's, was... That's part one. Part one. And episode one. That's about uh, the, the first... Eighth of the game, maybe the first. But we refuse of the game. to say it's episode one. We'll just call it uh, "New Players Join Remake" and <laughs> not say that it's part one. You know, I you mean, all I'm, figure it out. I'm titling this part one, no matter what you do. <laughs> I can't. I can't not do. I want to get all my FF7 remake jokes yeah. in. I just want to get them all in. I mean, get them all in for every game ever. There's a way to make fun <laughs> of it, no matter what the episode. But guys, uh, we're gonna be doing more of these in the future. We're gonna go deeper in. If you haven't started playing Persona Five yet. Uh, we highly recommend it. I think it's 20 bucks now on PS Classic. We'll probably do like an every other week situation. So yeah. if you're like, please, for the love of God, I'm 50 hours in. Don't ruin it for oh, me. Oh, we won't. Right. You've got we, weeks. You've got weeks. So If not months. It's on you if you haven't finished it by our last. It's on you by Keith, then. What? Keith shouted to himself. Yeah, I'm yelling. There, Gordy <laughs> Howe is standing behind me. And he's just like, elbow Jesse. Just elbow. <laughs> he's right there. He's right there. Do you want to get out of here? Let's do it. All right. Keith, Jesse, this is New Players Join. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mittens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Good luck.